0: You are listening to the Holistic Travel Nurse Podcast, a podcast made for you. You, the listener, you who wants to do holistically health and take care of your health naturally. You want to heal. You want to feel good in your body. You want to explore all those amazing things that will um, help with your health. Hey, this is the podcast for you. And this one I'm taking clips from things I've found about ozone. It is something I'm gonna be starting up and be doing and helping people, educate people with. If you wanna get ozone and you're in the Oregon area or the Salem, Oregon area or Portland, Oregon area, I'm gonna offer it. Yeah, I'm gonna, not IV, not quite yet. We're gonna be working with a practitioner in time where we will be offering that in time. But right now there is multiple ways um, you can be using ozone. And, um, let's just, I found this really cool. You know, I always love to promote people who no idea who I am. I found another cool podcast, you guys. Um, and so you're going to hear a little bit of this. I don't put them in my show notes. You guys are adults. You can go find these ones. I'm giving them enough prompts using them and giving them enough kudos on here. So, and they have no idea who I am. So this one is, um, biohacking your secrets. And then I found a testimonial that is still on there on YouTube of this episode is dedicated to a friend, Diane, um, one who did chronic, who has chronic fatigue syndrome. This lady has, um, chronic fatigue syndrome and she talks about her experience, um, with ozone therapy. So let's, let's, If you've never listened to my podcast and you're exploring, thank you, welcome. Go listen to the 200 or more episodes I have on, um, you know, aiding and doing all these amazing things for your health. There's so many little things you can be doing to aid and feel good in your body. So let's start with this.
1: To want to correct itself, it creates cellular energy, cellular money. And so then the cell can pay all of its bills. And then the cell will say, I want to correct this, I want to correct that. I have backed work I want to get to, and now I have the energy to do it. So that's how I like to think of it.
2: So, for someone listening who's only heard ozone in the context of their carbon footprint and global warming and that type of stuff, what is ozone and how is it used uh, in? As as a health practitioner, how have you used it, how have other people used it?
1: Okay. Well, everybody heard about, everybody hears about ozone because it's actually out in the stratosphere. And it reacts with a lot of chemicals there, and so it's very easy to measure, and so that's how we look at our index for pollution, um, you know, up in the skies. But, But ozone really, when we talk about it medically, we're actually taking medical grade oxygen, and we're putting it through a process where we add an extra oxygen to two oxygen, so we oxygen that we breathe and it becomes this very reactive molecule and it actually has oxidant capabilities in the body but it sets off a chain reaction of events that will lead to the body healing itself so it has a lot of it's been found over the years to have a lot of medicinal um, purposes it it um, it's been used for everything from water purification to killing bugs in the body so it it um, I'm rattling off things, but it basically just basically goes and kills organisms that cannot repair themselves. Our tissues can, and when we get this oxidative message, our body actually steps up to become uh, more antioxidant, to become um, in a state where we want to actually correct things. So it yeah, in that way, it's almost like a homeopathic. We're giving somebody an oxidant, and it's having the opposite effect on our body to actually correct an oxidative stress. Okay.
2: <clears throat> As our understanding grows, we're starting to realize that a lot of what we had thought were antioxidants are actually pro-oxidants. So we were having this conversation with Dr. McCullough and he was using the example of vitamin C. A lot of people refer to vitamin C as an antioxidant, but it actually has a pro-oxidant effect in the body and then the body ramps up its production of antioxidants. And so Mm -hmm. there may be some parallels with what's going on with ozone that we will continue yes. to realize as our understanding evolves.
1: Yes, I think I think that's true with ozone as well. And it, but the ozone does so many more things. I mean, vitamin C does that at high levels, but you know, ozone has so many different effects at the same time. So that's what I love about it. It's like one part antibiotic and it's one part helping the body rebuild itself. Um, and it, you know, just creating energy and helping step up the energy production in the mitochondria and helping it function better. It just, there's probably yet we have to really understand about its full impact on the body. Um, but we know clinically people just, I have never seen results like this with anything else and I've been a doctor for over 30 years, I have never seen anything work this well in so many different ways for so many people. I can't think of any class of medi- medication. And we're I'm sure. not saying medications don't have their place, but ozone just does so many different things that it helps so many different situations. Yeah, We see improvements, whether I, we're I injecting a joint Um, or whether we're putting it into the blood or whether we're putting it into a body compartment or whether we're injecting it into a scar or into a wound that's not healing, okay, or into, like, an an infection. And I've had people come in, you know, telling me, I've had this thing, you know, festering on my face for 10 years in and out of antibiotics and it never goes away and I give it one injection and it, like, it's gone. I'm like, okay, great, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never seen anything do anything like that, so I'm impressed with it.
2: So I'm using ozone. I've been doing 10 pass with you before that. Years ago in Chicago, as part of my journey back from Lyme and various other things that we'll discuss, I used major auto-hemotherapy, which is just a little bit of blood, and then right. they put the ozone in there, and then run it. they ran it through the, the UV light and put it back. But this is like that on steroids. I'm using it. My dad is using it now to help with his Parkinson's. There yeah. are pro athletes using it. Yeah. Uh, I'm reading the Anthony Kiedis book. He's the lead singer for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He wrote a book called Scar Tissue. The book opens up with him doing ozone to help with hepatitis C that he contracted doing drugs Um, so many applications what do most people that come to KB holistic come for what do they what do they believe is afflicting them
1: boy you know and I I did say earlier I'd say Lyme is probably the biggest thing right now but I have patients who basically are sick and exhausted and tired and don't even know why and so It seems like the more testing we do, the more I'm finding people have a combination of often Lyme and and they have chronic viruses and they have heavy metals and the more we dig, they have various classes of poisons in their bodies and it's just wearing them down, wearing their body's ability to naturally heal itself. And so, you know, we work on various strategies of removing these poisons from their bodies so their bodies will start working better, making better use of the nutrients that they're eating making better use of the ozone, but it's always, you know, this equation of, you know, what's in the water, what's in the food, what kind of stressors are you exposed to, and and what is your backlog of poisons, and we have to really address all of those things to get somebody better. So ozone kind of just ramps people up and ramps up their mitochondria, but we do, you know, it's not just, you can't just do ozone. You know, I, I, can't, um, I can't stress enough how important it is to filter your water, and I mean really be fanatical about it.
2: What type of filter do you use?
1: Uh, we use a triple, um, a triple filtration system at the sink that has a, a UV light. Oh. That gets out about the one that we have, and I, I don't have the name. I can get it to you. Um, we'll put it in the show out notes. out about 99.9% for instance of fluorine. And I don't want any fluorine in my water because it's going gonna, it's gonna to mess with the iodine in my body. And iodine is critical and we're not getting enough.
2: So people with thyroid issues, this is a big point you just huge. made.
1: This is huge. But anybody who cares about their immune system, anybody who cares about their hormones, every cell in the body needs iodine. So I care about things like that and I want them to drink the purest water and I want them to you know, eat the purest food that they can get their hands on. And there are many people we do put on different kinds of fasts and things. It just depends where they are in their health mm-hmm. journey. But um, some people we will really wanna clean up their diet and maybe minimize um, animal fats right now, but, but not always. So everybody has like a very specific prescription and it always changes and I think Um, A lot of people out there are noticing that, like Jack Cruz. He'll say, you know, your protocol right now is okay for now, but it's going to evolve as you do. Right. And so I stress to people what's right now might not be right three months from now. So we just have to get everybody into a a place where they're starting to heal. But a lot of people have to detox, and they really have to provide the space for their body to remove those poisons.
2: The liver is one of our biggest detoxification organs, yet... Aside from milk, thistle, and some of the traditional things, it can be difficult for, for people to effectively detoxify their liver. <laughs> you and I were talking about something I'm quite fond of, which okay. which are coffee enemas. Okay. And how have you utilized coffee enemas as a treatment intervention? You talked about a specific little twist that you add that I have never done. Okay. Um, well yeah
1: well it depends what we're trying to get rid of if somebody's liver is backed up and the bile ducts are backed up coffee enemas are a wonderful way of really releasing a lot of that pressure and of course at the same time you're replacing minerals because you don't you know it will remove some good minerals along with all that effluence out of the body If anybody's familiar with coffee enemas it's sort of like the space shuttle uh, space shuttle launch rather you know and you're gonna lose potassium and magnesium so you have to replace things you can add some other nutrients we have a protocol but that's a good way to really get the liver to kind of throw up a little bit and, mm-hmm. and get a lot of garbage out of your system that way. But if I really want to pull a lot more poison out of the liver, then we add um, castor oil. We had the patients add castor oil. And the castor oil is very good at, at grabbing things and pulling it along. And getting it out of the body, the liver likes to recycle.
2: And this is like a food grade castor oh, oil. Yeah,
1: yeah this has, everything organic. has to be really, yeah. You okay. can't just probably pick this up at CVS, right? I mean, <laughs> or your your common um, drugstore. But um, yeah, and you can take it orally. And everybody's got to follow protocol. And I, you know, you really want to be under, you know, the direction of, of a of an experienced healthcare practitioner. I don't recommend people do this at home. You can hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. If you don't replace minerals, you can hurt yourself with coffee enemas. And if you don't um, take the right precautions with the castor oil, you know, you could become dehydrated. And some people have abused these things and have died. So you really want to be very careful how you do this.
2: Yes, and it's a good, it's a good time to say what our lawyers make us say, which is that this information is for entertainment purposes only. Okay. It is not meant to be uh, construed as medical advice or a uh, therapy or a cure. So take that with a grain of salt. We must say that Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, one of the things that I find to be challenging for as someone who was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease in 2011 and at the time it was a huge relief because I was like great now I know what's wrong with me in hindsight we realize that it's a little bit of a faulty approach to just do a test that looks for the presence of a specific bacteria with how many bacteria are in our body and how many parasites and how many different molds and fungi and viruses. Mm-hmm. And then we say, oh, that one's present. That's responsible for all of your symptoms. How often when someone comes to you with Lyme, what percentage of the time are there other infections present?
1: It seems the more we test, the more we find. and so- I started taking the approach of, well, you know, why is this person so easily colonized? Why is this person um, having trouble with these bugs? I have, I know other practitioners in other parts of the world, and they say, you know, with muscle testing, we pick up these bugs all the time, and yet our patients aren't sick. So I don't know what's going into the equation, but, but I think we're just getting so many different insults from our food, poisons in the food, poisons in the air, poisons in the water, and it's wearing us down, and maybe these bugs are sensing... A more acidic environment, a more dehydrated environment, a less oxygenated environment, and they're sensing the normal signals that we would give off that we're sick and dying, and they're becoming more virulent and taking advantage. Mm-hmm. So I think this this whole thing between us and our microbiome is shifting, shifting because we don't sleep anymore, shifting because we're being exposed to you know abnormal daylight cycles and and energy um, stressors in our environment, and I think you know that whole relationship.
0: Okay, right, you can go check out the rest of more of their podcasts. I was trying to figure out the best place to pause. But I like what she was saying. But I have to tell you, I have been doing coffee enemas now. I'm trying to think how many years. I've not done the castor oil. Castor oil can dehydrate you. Castor oil can um, cause major, major cramping. Um, we've used it, my, we've used it on my husband at times, but I love ozone and I love the ozone with massive other things we have to do with the body. So I think that I'm looking forward to really helping people. Um, I'm hoping that people, I can have my own little wellness spa someday where I offer a variety of things. And I have like a variety of practitioners there to help people. That is my, like, that's my goal. Like we can really help people. I want to really help people. So this is what this podcast is all about. I really, really want to help you. I want you to hear this testimonial. Hi guys, I'm Megan. Hey, 99. Shoot. As I say that, and then I freaking lose it. It like just freaking, ugh. Sorry about hey that. thanks for
3: clicking in. I know what you're thinking. Why is this video an hour long? Let me explain real quick before you click out of this. In March of 2018, I started getting IV therapies for potentially curing chronic fatigue syndrome slash myalgic encephalomyelitis. And spoiler alert, it worked. (laughs) I'm about 95 to 99% better, fluctuates in between there. I had over three hours of vlogging footage throughout this journey. And I've cut it down to an hour and there's so much information I know. But I do plan on making another video explaining everything that I've done in total, not just the IV therapies. I was already at about a 60 or 70% better when I started the IV therapies last March. So I do plan on making another video explaining everything that I've done in total. And it won't be an hour long so if you want to see that let me know and subscribe so you know when that happens i feel like such a youtuber saying that <laughs> if you are interested in getting iv therapies here's my experience getting hydrogen peroxide ivs and major auto also known as ozone therapy hi my name is megan and today i'm getting hydrogen peroxide into my veins is that a good <laughs> intro <laughs>
0: there is an hour long of that you can go listen to her blog about her going through um the hydrogen peroxide. i've never thought of that iv wise guess it's possible guess this practitioner she worked with it helped her so i mean are you missing out on something i mean that's my question for you are you missing out on something that could really benefit and move the needle in your health. I mean, are you missing out on um, and just thinking that popping a pill is going to fix it all? I mean, it's there's so much more out there in aiding and unlocking and amazing and having better health. And are you ready to explore those things? Are you ready to make the change that needs to be made with your health, you can't expect one thing to work. One thing you have to do a multiple of things, but there are multiple things just such as ozone that are beneficial to your health. I know that, um, Dr. was it Dave Asprey or something, also? You know, he did a whole thing on that bulletproof and he hasn't done enough of it, but he has talked about you know the powers of ozone, um, before. And it's, it's just, it's just a hidden gem to unlocking the potentials of, and like, if you've not listened back to the one, the other episode I had on, um, just recent on autoimmune disease, you need to listen to that one. And then, I mean, if you've been suffering with that, or you know, someone that is, then I I think that you should really, really, really listen to that. I I think it could be something that you could pass along to somebody else and really help with that. Now, I've been telling my dad, this is from my parents too, that they've been needing to get ozone. Here is a doctor talking about getting non-surgical treatment, ozone therapy injections, okay?
3: Our lazy boy knows a lot about us. Not lazy boy.
0: So, and if you're seeing the right healthcare practitioner, then you could be getting the right stuff, but you gotta understand this is not covered by insurance.
4: So Welcome to my YouTube channel, Center for non Treatment. I'm Dr. Pradeep Mulay, intervention radiologist from New Delhi, India. Uh, today I'm going to be talking about the minimal invasive ozone therapy for a discarnation. <laughs> <laughs> so the oxygen ozone therapy is the one of the very effective minimal invasive. Non surgical treatment currently available. There are options. There are many options. There are options. There are many options. There are many options. There treatment many options. There are many options. There are many options. There are होता options. There are many options. There are many options to uh, ozone, न, ozone function? Ozone, gas, this is a medical ozone.
5: first, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. No, I am super excited. This is an important topic, um, but I want to start with actual basics. You are a physiatrist, yes. correct? Okay. Yes. I think a lot of people don't even know what that is. Um, so maybe you can kind of explain to us what it is that you do. I know you specialize in pain management and also regenerative treatments, correct? Yes.
6: Physiologist, uh, a lot of people unfortunately have no idea about the existence of this field. And if somebody heard the word, uh, they do not have a clear understanding of what it is. Uh, a physiologist is a medical doctor who has to go through medical school through the residency program who specialize in non-surgical treatment of musculoskeletal conditions. And physiology as a medical uh, subspecialty was registered in United States in 1947. After World War Two, when wounded soldiers start to come back and after injury in war, um, they lost some function and physiologists were helping them to um, to utilize uh, those functions which were preserved to compensate those which were lost. And this is kind of how our field officially was born. And uh, it's still, we still need this up to date because things happen in our life, injury, surgery, uh, trauma, I mean, different things. And uh, our body, incredible, unbelievable limited compensatory ability but sometimes people do need special guidance and training in and, and um, other methods to help them to utilize their body to the
5: full capacity your typical patient what are some of the um, ailments that they have what are you treating them for for the most like in general terms
6: well, again, I specialize in, in musculoskeletal condition, back pain, knee pain, shoulder pain. The range of patients goes from, like, teenager to 90 plus, and everybody in between. So it might be a sport injury, injury in the gym, uh, uh, age-related changes in our joints, Um Remote area from the surgery, but bodies start to compensate the surgery, and uh, like other areas might become functioning, discomforting. I mean, it's absolutely very wide varieties of patients who can come and get help from physiologists. But again, the, the, the thing is like musculoskeleton condition, which is like, I mean, musculoskeleton, the name stays for itself muscles and, and tendons and, and the skeleton, it's our bones, and everything would connect them together, including nerves. And, and, and
5: So there's physical therapists and then there's orthopedic surgeons and then physiatrists land somewhat in the middle um, and your medical doctors. So when would someone see you? I think, you know, because people know about PTs, people know about orthopedic surgeons, right? At what point, if they don't want to go for surgery, should they come and see you? Um, I know you also use a very integrative approach. Is that right?
6: Yes, absolutely. Back in Soviet Union, back in Soviet Union, I was um, internal medicine doctor. So I, and here in US, I am physiologist pain management, and my experience and in my internal medicine background from my previous life really helps me to look at my patient as a whole, as as, as as the whole unit, not just the right shoulder, left knee. And this is what healing takes. That they, the whole body has to participate in the healing process. And you asked very, very important and very sensitive question because most of the people have no idea about the existence of the field. They do not know about physiology and even if they hear about it, a lot of time they're mixing up physiotherapist with physical therapist. Physical therapist, it's a specialist who went through physical therapy school. and they're the one who actually physically provide the physical therapy. they do like therapeutic, uh, the therapeutic ultrasound electrical stimulation. They, they stay with the patient and train them how to do uh, therapeutic exercise properly. Physiatrists again we're medical doctors, we kind of one who refer to physical therapy. Other doctors also can refer to physical therapy, but kind of for us it's easier to do because we we're looking at the musculoskeletal system and we we know um, what kind of physical therapy would be better and, and we a lot of time work closely with physical therapists, but we're not physical therapists. In orthopedic doctors, it's medical doctors who are surgeons who are trained to uh help with the musculoskeleton condition with the surgery if surgery is necessary. So physicians kind of stay in between. So when the time to see the physiologist actually with something happening with our body, our body has a tremendous ability to heal itself. And most of the time like healing will occur if everything goes in the right direction. Like in three months, most of the time Problem should go away. It means the healing went through and and, and body can function again um, in a normal way. If in three months after whatever happened to the person, pain is still there. And again, with the, the, from zero to three, like up to three months, we call it acute pain, which is normal body reaction. And it's an acute pain is a protective uh, mechanism for the body. We usually guard a uh, painful area and we rest it and we give body chance and time heal it, and uh, from three to six months we call it subacute pain when kind of the the healing should be kind of finishing up and and pain slowly should start go away but if pain lasts more than six months it's a chronic pain and chronic pain is always pathological pain where we were not created to to have a uh, chronic pain. To live with pain is wrong and it's, 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 uh, it's not the way we're supposed to live and it's not the way how we're created and, <laughs> and meant to have our life. So the time to see the physiatrist actually it might be right away from the injury or whatever happened first symptoms appear or if person prefer to go to the chiropractic care and physical therapy that's, that's a great modalities but again, again and again, if, if this condition were not resolved in like in three months, I would recommend to start to see uh, the, to see the physiologist and, and get more depth in the um, patient condition and see maybe other approaches should be incorporated in, into the uh, healing process.
5: Pain management, pain in general, is something that people have a very low tolerance for, right? they want they want the pain to go away if you have acute pain you want the pain to go away um, no, it's and yes it's why I think we have you know partially responsible for the opioid crisis crisis right is you know we've we want to take a pill to make the the pain go away and if it's strong enough then we'll do it but what other ways what do you you know um how should be how should we rethink pain management and how can we heal ourselves um what are alternative ways that we can heal ourselves other than, you know, taking a pill?
6: Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong to control severe bad pain, and of course, if pain is really bad, the person has to see the doctor right away. Who should be physiatrist, most probably physiatrist. So they usually start with internal medicine doctors, and actually, internal medicine doctors has to kind of guide their patients which specialty they have to see if. If if it's beyond their capability of their uh, area of expertise, and and it's absolutely it's a good time to see physiologists who most of the physiologists specializing like have, have like good knowledge, solid knowledge in pain management, and again nothing wrong to control bad severe pain. Uh, we have to try, we have to do our best to, cheat the, to find the root cause of the problem and cheat the root cause of the problem. But as a society, we're really spoiled and we um, in, in, we kind of like psychologically um, have a tendency just to looking for the quick fix. A patient come in at the office and says, doctor, fix me. Well, I mean, the healing process is a process. It's not the fix the, the, the like immediate fix of the situation and we're always in the run and we, again we're looking for the quick solution and pain, pain medications taken in a lengthy period of time it just we're just masking the problem because pain again it's a messenger it's a messenger with, with the, the pain um, pain is a way of our body communicates with our conscious and uh, when we're just killing the pain without looking why we have it, and without helping body to heal, we kind of like killing the messenger. And uh, again, pain is a protective mechanism. And uh, when we do feel pain, we do not overload, overuse the, the compromised area. When we do not feel the pain due to pain medications, we're acting like nothing happened and we're running, we're jumping, we're playing, we're lifting, we're turning and we're um provide like too much demand on the area which is compromised already but we don't feel it because we took pain medications or had a cortisone shot and, and thus we facilitated the degeneration of this compromised area
5: and uh, so, so what can we do then what do you recommend that we do?
6: So because our body has, again, almost unlimited ability to heal itself and our self-healing mechanism, self-repairing mechanism kicks in maybe in an hour and two since we're born and it's always there, it's a computer program. So there are like varieties of so-called regenerative treatments, which helps our body to heal itself. So it helps body to trigger self-regenerative process. Sometimes this process, I mean, they're genetically programmed. And when we have an injury, we usually have inflammation. We have pain, swelling, heart area. And what this is, it's all symptoms of inflammation, but you're trying to create inflammation because inflammation is the first stage of healing. Without inflammation, other, the stages of healing will not come, will not follow. Inflammation will activate immune system. And activate, uh, inflammation will um, bring uh, increased blood supply to the area. Blood will bring oxygen, cells which are build as nutrients, and all will provide all necessary ingredients uh, for the healing process. But when we have injury, when we have pain and swelling, what do we do? We take Advil we take non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications, so we stop the inflammation. If pain is too much, we we have cortisone shot which is even stronger anti-inflammatory medication so we're stopping our body even we're stopping attempts of our body to heal itself and this problem from acute become chronic and chronic problem very difficult to for body to heal to treat so when we are uh, when we use so called regenerative treatments we kind of like recreating good control inflammation which we needed uh, and
5: How do you do that? What do you mean recreate the inflammation? um, So a lot of
6: this regenerative treatment is injection technique. And so when we inject with, with the mechanical irritation of the needle itself, plus the solution which we inject, all of them like chemical and mechanical irritation of the area, we are creating inflammation.
5: So is this like ozone therapy? and stuff like Although
6: that? It's one of the area, uh, one of the treatments, but from kind of from my training, from my experience, um, I think the the fundamental treatment of uh, for regenerative medicine, if you will, in musculoskeletal um, area, it's prolotherapy. Another name for prolotherapy is non-surgical reconstruction of tendons and ligaments. Why it's so important? Because tendons, um, especially ligaments, They're holding our skeleton together. And for example, for joint, to to be a functional unit, it's not just two bones. Two bones, we we cannot use them. Uh, uh, For these two bones to become a functional unit, we need um, supportive structures of the joint. We need ligaments, which connect bone to bone. We need tendons, which attach muscle to the bone. We need joint capsule, which uh, like hugs both bones together. It's like a cuff, which um, connect again the secure both bones together. And all the structures has to the, the we call it supportive structures of the joint because they do support the joint. They, they, they make it um, these two bones like a functional unit. Other uh, function of the supportive structures is to let our brain know in what position we are in a space. That's why these structures have a lot of nerve ending. And when these structures become um, overstretched, injured, uh, partially torn, torn or degenerated due to age and overuse and abuse, um, these nerves in these structures uh, become very um, irritated, which create a lot of pain. And most, a lot of time, the pain generated not just the joint itself, not the space in between these bones, but uh, pain most most of the time comes from the supportive structures of the joint. And um, the prolotherapy, again, I'm coming back to prolotherapy, that the prolotherapy, again, it's a non-surgical reconstruction of tendency ligaments. Why it's important? As soon as we kind of like tighten up help our body to strengthen the supportive structure of the joint, joint will regain stability and will not kind of like compromise itself because when, when joint is steady, um, the bones will move against each other in the proper trajectory. But when support is loose, joint will go like in, in, in the wrong direction and, and will kind of wear tear itself more. So as soon as we regain the supportive structure of the joint, uh, pain will go away from these structures and joint will start to function in the proper um, trajectory and it will help the regeneration joint in the whole as a unit. Um, That's
5: amazing.
6: It, it is amazing. It is amazing. And uh, I mean, the, the, the body responds to it. Again, if body has all necessary ingredients for the healing process, healing process practically inevitable. Uh, the, the speed of the healing process might be, of course, not might be, it is different depending on the person's age, but, but it's always there. My, my oldest patient for prolotherapy, uh, she's 93. Wow. And the youngest one, um, 14. So this is the age range, the people who do respond to, to prolotherapy. And again, the prolotherapy is a foundation. And, and, and another thing is philosophy of prolotherapy is a comprehensive treatment of entire region, not, not just the spot which bothers the most. Imagine that we have a orchestra and we have like musicians and all of them kind of playing okay, but two of them horrible. If you will, really replace play those horrible musicians and we will still will not get the best music in the world. We have to retrain the entire orchestra that all musicians will be at their best. The same happening with the, <clears throat> with the joint or whatever specific part of the body. So all components, all muscle attachment, tendons, ligaments and nerves and, and blood supply and everything in the nutrient has to be in the best possible level Then this unit will function properly. That's why when, when we apply, uh, when we utilize prolotherapy technique, we have to treat the entire region, not just the particular spot which buzzed the most, because most of the time it's not just a very focal thing. It's probably this particular spot took the bullet and was su- and suffering the most because the whole unit doesn't function. So we have to strengthen the entire region. Classical prolotherapy done with dextrose. The sugar solution. Now everybody afraid of the word sugar, but, but it's a good one. It's one to particular to dextrose injection. But with today's technology, modern technology, <clears throat> and advances in regenerative medicine, we can do the same prolotherapy at the higher level, and we provide more intense stimulation, more intense sugar for our self-regenerative process, and we can use patient's plasma. Wow call it PRP, platelet-rich plasma. Today, a lot of uh, doctors using the PRP. Uh, but um, technique how PRP applied make, again, the, the big difference in outcome. When PRP injected, like, in the, again, in the most compromised area, like one, two, maximum three shots, that's good. And a lot of people do feel better. But a lot of time, it's not good enough because if area is big, and most of the time when we have joint issue or back issue, it's usually like rather big territory, which should be addressed. So the treatment should be comprehensive, not just like very pinpoint. And when PRP used, uh, applied with the prolotherapy technique, which is comprehensive treatment, in this case, we have a much better chance
5: to get a better outcome that is really intense that's amazing that um why isn't this more well known i mean is it fairly well used within within the field of
6: well the field is definitely growing in in, and it's like people become more and more aware about it and and a lot of people taking matter in their own hands about their healing um it's difficult to to to, it's difficult to say why, why it's Okay, coming back to prolotherapy. Prolotherapy, it's not actually a new technique. <clears throat> the prolotherapy was developed in US. It's our method. And first book about prolotherapy, if um, I'm not mistaken, was written in 1930s, 1940s. So the technique is almost a hundred years old, which is as known today. But actually roots of this technique comes back to the ancient Rome. Wow. The idea of the creating inflammation which will trigger self-regenerative process was utilized in the ancient Rome, in the gladiators to help to heal them quicker. Wow,
5: so um, how does this differ from ozone therapy? Ozone therapy, it's, um, it's I
6: love I love ozone therapy and um, ozone, it's, it's, it's a gas. It's a mixture of oxygen, medical oxygen and ozone. And ozone again, it's an active form of oxygen. The the oxygen itself is O2 and ozone is O3. And the third um, atom in molecule very loosely attached. When we inject ozone to the body, um, uh, this like third atom become very easily detached and uh, engage uh, with the other tissue and improve oxygen supplementation to the tissue, stimulate immune system. And when tissues start to uh, breathe due to improve oxygenation, improve oxygen supply, tissues start to function better, start to regenerate better. And uh, I love to add ozone to prolotherapy. I love to add ozone uh, to PRP prolo. When I do PRP, I call it PRP prolo, not just PRP. Because again, I do not do just one or two, three shots. I, I, again, I use my prolotherapy technique um, with the injected patient plasma. And on top of that, I love to add ozone, uh, which really facilitate the uh, healing process. Sometimes when, um, for some reason, we cannot, uh, the prolotherapy or PRP is not recommended or patient choose not to have it and would like to prefer like more gentle technique we can combine uh, injection of ozone with homeopathic solutions.
5: What homeopathic solutions do you, are you talking about?
6: Uh, the injectable, we can use meal, we can use, I mean, the same, we can use also dextrose, but a different concentration. Uh, we can use B12, we, I mean, it's not homeopathic. The, the meal can be considered the um, injectable homeopathy in other formulas. And uh, we also have to use some anesthetic a little bit because ozone by itself, it's very painful injection. But when we use some light again or procaine, some different type of anesthetic, so injection practically painless. And um, utilize, uh, uh, using the ozone, it's, it's a very good um, addition to any kind of regenerative treatments. I love, I love it a lot, and it really helps uh, facilitate the healing process. Plus, also.
0: So, isn't this an interesting conversation of all the amazing things that you can do with your body? and trying to heal without just trying to do allopathic medicine so i just wanted to tickle your ears with the possibilities you know and if that is something that intrigues you i look forward to chatting with you more about it if you have experience with these things reach out if you want to be on the podcast and tell me your story reach out today it's all in the show notes how so you can get a hold of me thanks for listening god bless